0: Old man,
1: doing a podcast,
0: real weirdos, we have English degrees, real weirdos, we talk about movies, for way too goddamn long. And we're back, again! Again! We We had two two instances two of, of of one of us couldn't or didn't show up and then we did a, we did an intro a few minutes ago for this which the audio we had some audio problems but we're back again and hopefully this will be the one that you hear dear listener finally hopefully third and a half times the charm yeah <laughs>
2: or something i believe that's where we're at
3: i mean yeah it's like almost it's cursed it's the curse, soul, of, the, the soul of Frank doesn't want us to talk about this. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and a fucking jet engine's gonna fall through your window here. Exactly. Yep. Just keep us from doing this podcast. To talk about Donald Darkinson.
3: Donald Darkinson.
0: Um. Yeah. How you guys doing? Alex Abair, how are you today, my friend?
3: I'm doing
2: well. Excited to talk about a movie.
0: Enjoyed listening to you guys editing your episode on Chernobyl, which will be out before this. made me curious to watch it
2: did it though did it
0: um so it half did okay uh i i feel like i would have gotten a lot more from the conversation if i had seen it because there was a lot of summary and i was like my brain kind of teetered off Mm -hmm. but i was like this sounds like a good show it is you should definitely like a good show and i I trust your taste most of the time man on fire borderline
3: alex (laughs) has had some weird ones
0: funny games you know, oh, there it is. We were just talking about how the dogs will bark it's, it as it's soon just, as we it's start. Just
3: un, it's impossible to avoid it. The second I start it's talking, cool. <laughs> I like it. I think they're members now. Come
2: on, boys. Maybe
0: we'll just integrate them there's instead of me editing them out. Sub members every
3: time.
2: of the real weirdos.
0: Be like, what do you think about Sparkle Motion, Zeus? Are you excited to see Samantha Darko there do goes. a sweet dance?
3: I don't know what they're whining about, but there's something outside that they really want to <laughs> say yeah. hi to. It's an
0: animal or a food or a... Mostly just know. a
3: person shutting their car door.
2: Sparkle motion brings me closer to God. I know that for sure.
3: Oh my God. All right, let's talk about this fucking movie. Oh, you don't like this movie?
2: Yeah, Jeff hated this movie, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fucking one of my least favorites. Says.
3: Alex, why did you pick this bullshit? <laughs> it's so irritated. It's so clenched. Even when it's so clenched. <laughs> it's a clenched man.
0: <laughs> I say it all the time.
3: Oh, no, I love um, this movie. It's amazing. Well,
0: today, yes, today. Welcome back to the Real Weirdos. We're two and a half white men with English degrees. Talk about movies for way too goddamn long. Today, we're talking about Donnie Darko, 2001 film from director Richard Kelly. Jeff, you picked the Donnie Darko. Tell us about it.
3: I did. Yep, it's just one of the many movies in the treasure chest of nostalgia that I open up every time I do this podcast, and it's my turn to pick. I just go, oh, what's in here? Okay, a, bunch <laughs> like VHS's, a bunch of Power Ranger VHSs, okay. We could have done cool. those. Yeah, we could have done those, okay? All, all the mob Ranger movies.
0: Power Godzilla.
3: You know, Mechagodzilla? Um, yeah, and then uh, in there is this broody 14-year-old favorite of mine, Donald Darkinson.
0: That is his name. Alex, did you enjoy Donald Darkinson?
2: I did. Um, It was better than the first times I was shown this movie. Uh, And I think it was because it was a big movie to like when I was in middle school. Around that same like preteen era for me at least. And it was like everybody's first flirtation with a dark movie. No, no. (laughs) Place. No. No. You, know,
0: you don't you don't find Jake flirt-worthy?
2: Oh, absolutely. I just okay. mean that like okay. just had to check. I think Bubble to Boy is obviously the most striking example right. of his human perfection. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not nocturnal animals. No, it's, it's not, not Donnie any Darko. Of that bullshit. Not even it's not uh back. it's not Jarhead. No. Yeah. It's Bubble Boy. Yes. <laughs> the shining star of his filmography.
2: Yeah, I mean you just oozes and waxes sexuality in that movie (laughs) anyway (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i mean it was like this was a big movie to like in middle school and when i first saw it i was like why what's everyone's big deal with this movie and i honestly didn't like it but now that i'm much more mature i I have to just admit that it was like i didn't like that everybody liked it you know and that yeah i thought everyone thought it was so and honestly maybe i just didn't get it because i was an idiot at the time and that made me even more angry. I you was never about know. to say, I was right? about to say
3: when you, I was about to be like, oh no, now that you get it, bro. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, in, in your defense, I believe the version we watched this time, which is the director's cut is much more understandable. It, it utilizes these title cards in between sequences that kind of tell you what the movie is doing, which the original cut did not do, but we'll get to that. I want to set yeah. up my history with Mr. Donaldo here. So I'm a little older than you guys. When this movie came out, I was just starting high school. And I had like, I don't know, I I had either like a mohawk or like long black hair, dyed black hair. And it was just the perfect time for this movie to come out for me. It's a high school movie. It had that like sort of gothy edge to it. And I was just in love. I loved this movie. I probably watched it. More than almost anything else, maybe not The Crow. I probably watched The Crow more, <laughs> which we'll be doing next week. And uh, yeah, I hadn't seen this in probably 10 years until I rewatched it last week. And it was like rediscovering just an absolute classic. I loved every moment of this movie. And it's, it's one of those movies where it's hard to divorce myself from the nostalgia and look at it from like a purely critical standpoint, which you wouldn't want to do anyway. But, but it is it is a point to make, right? Like, this this is one of my favorite movies. And it's crazy to me that I hadn't seen it in this long. Like, little tears were coming to my eyes. I loved, I loved all of it. I'm so glad you picked it.
2: Yeah, I thought it was great, honestly, the second time around. And I thought it was great because I feel like the people who liked it were trying way too hard when I first saw it the first time. And I ascribed that to the movie as well. And then when I saw it this time, I was like, huh, this movie, like nothing about this movie I feel like is phony or campy or like ham-fisted or anything like that. I think it's actually really good. And the director's cut was cool. I liked how long it was. It was funny to see the title cards were obviously made on like word, but whatever. (laughs) That was great.
0: Yeah, without getting too deep into the plot, which we'll get to later, this film, for me, operates in like three different layers, right? And I think they're all pretty equally successful and well-balanced. Layer one is like a family drama about a pretty normal household that just happens to have a son with psychological problems. The mom drinks a little too much. The older daughter's about to go to college. Uh, the younger sibling has her pop group, Sparkle Motion. Yeah. And dad is, he's kind of uncommunicative and communicative but he sort of gets who Donnie is and I like their dynamic.
2: He's a Republican asshole in the 90s. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But they have that moment later where he's like people out there are just full of shit. That's what you gotta understand. (laughs) Um, But the point is all these characters feel very real and their dynamic works really well. Layer 2 is possibly my favorite layer and I think I'm wondering if you guys agree on this. I think this is one of the all-time great high school movies.
3: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it captures that dynamic of feeling awkward and alone. I mean, I think a lot of people identified with Donnie. I definitely think they played him off a little. Like, you know, he's like a cooler version of a lot of who this kid was in high school. A lot of this time, this you know, most of these kids had a little bit more of like a Columbine feel to them.
0: Yeah, you you wanted to be dark Donnie thought bleh blah blah you wanted to be donald donald darko you wanted you were to be that as cool kid. as him with the yeah. same
3: psychological issues that you had as he did yeah uh, <laughs> yeah. but it, it uh, captured the high school yeah. dynamic well like being awkward around girls wanting to say something and stand up to these like shitty teachers but like that's feeling more what too. i meant yes yeah. you wanted
0: to be who he was like in that school sphere because you you would look around and be like these people around me are fucking morons and, like, the teachers, I don't know, it's like you, you felt like you understood something that very few other people did. You felt smarter for some reason. It definitely has know. the
2: Holden Caulfield catcher in the rye vibe.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's that long, wonderful tracking shot that sets up the dynamic of the school. It goes through. It shows you its vast cast of characters, like the, the cool science and English teachers, the bullies, the dorky kids it strikes this nice balance uh, between like being sort of darkly whimsical and realistic. I mean, a lot of the characters are archetypes as well. Very obviously so. But because the writing, direction, acting, and I think like just Richard Kelly's authorial voice is so strong in this film, everything is like perfectly translated.
2: I don't think that the high school drama layer that you're talking about is what for me makes this movie great, but I feel like it makes this movie an essential if you're making or compiling a list of like high school movies to watch, right? Or movies about high school. I think it's unique in its own sense that it takes it out of just being some high school drama movie, but like you said, it's all layers, right? I'm just trying to figure out which one which layer you think is the most prominent one.
0: Well, layer 3 Is where it gets bonkers. That's the time travel alternate dimension science fiction element. And I think that that one, I don't know, I think that's the one that is the worst translated, but it's also possibly the most interesting. And it's the one that ties the whole movie into its like tonality Mm -hmm. and its plot, right? Like without that element, it wouldn't be Donnie Darko. Yeah. So, it's hard to say, but, um, I think the high school element is the strongest, and I love all that stuff. But I'm curious what you guys think.
3: I definitely think the high school element's the strongest and it's the well, most well played element. But I think that's just because that element has been done a lot. that's a very common trope, especially around this time. Mm. <clears throat> so I think the best element I, I believe is the time travel stuff, actually. it's it's definitely more underwritten and a little more half baked than i think it could have been but if it at the same time if if you put too much of the time travel elements into the into the movie it ceases to become what it is and it now becomes more like a time travel movie and like more of like a a boilerplate science fiction instead of this strange avant-garde almost it's like it's a fractured movie but it almost benefits from the fact that it is a bit fractured feeling if that makes yes. sense Yes,
0: i don't know if i understood this movie like at all when i loved it back in the day but i still loved it uh, but i couldn't have told you like what was happening a lot of the time which is why the director's cut is so good it, it shows you it just tells you it's very it's cohesive, like, okay, yeah it just tells you what's happening because it has to essentially
2: i think that That's the beauty of this movie and that's why I like it is because it could have just been a normal high school film and on its own merit it would have been a pretty strong and cohesive film if it was just like this high school story of this awkward kind of like borderline schizophrenic psychotic kid with mental health issues who like breaks out of his cocoon meets this chick gets a girlfriend Yeah, but the science fiction aspect of it makes it it That's what makes it Donnie Darko, like Jeff said. And I think that's what makes it cool and unique and different. I don't know. So I think layer, the, the Obviously, they're layers. But I don't think they're layers that are separated from each other. I think they're intertwined very well. And the sci-fi one is necessary to make it a unique movie. And not just like every other high school movie. Because uh, it's like almost the universe... What is happening is the universe is giving this... This character, who happens to be a high school kid, a chance to indulge in a world where he decides for just a limited amount of time he can do all the things he's wanted to do. Throw a party and all this jazz and, you know, get with the girl and whatnot, truly express himself.
0: He doesn't realize that it's a tangential reality, I think maybe until the final moments. But um, it, it gets weird. It gets crazy at the end. Definitely, it makes Frank it sweet, and all though. that stuff.
2: It makes it like, it, it makes the high school thing make sense, because if it was another character, if a main character was like a hardened forty-year-old gangster or something like that, the universe would have given another storyline t- to right. experience.
0: Let's talk about Jake Gyllenhaal. Let's do some characters here, because this is a movie where like we're gonna have a character segment. I think he's perfect in this role He's able to portray all these different shades of Donnie He's like tender-hearted, last teenager And then like he'll blink and be an unblinking sociopath or psychopath <laughs> And all these tenors in between I can't see anybody else in this role It's like the role that made Jake Gyllenhaal <clears throat> And I mean we talked about him a little bit earlier But he's been, done nothing but impress me ever since Especially Bubble Boy, Alex. Yes, yeah, okay. That's the best Thank masterpiece you. of cinema. <laughs> uh, but seriously, man, Prisoners, Nocturnal Animals, Enemy, Southpaw, Fucking Nightcrawler, Jake is the man.
3: <laughs> he definitely plays that type of like narrow browed, broody character very well. That that definitely was a pocket that I think he needed to stay in. I think when he goes lighthearted or tries to be like the lovable character, I think it does. It, it's again, it's to his detriment for sure.
0: Yeah, Bubble Boy. I don't know. I never. Why, I never whoa, saw whoa, it whoa, 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 for whoa, obvious whoa. reasons. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: is. Do you, I, do you I, genuinely
0: I, like Bubble Boy, Alex?
2: Absolutely. Oh, okay. I like the original with John Travolta, and I, I like the remake. But it's hard because there's a remake. Well, John Travolta was in the original one. Oh, I, I he had was had the no original idea. Bubble Boy.
0: Let's watch both for the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it was gosh. made
2: in like the 70s or something. Yeah, I'm down, dude. Ridiculous. Ooh,
0: do a little compare and contrasting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking John Travolta's Bubble Boy. That sounds unwatchable. <laughs> <laughs> it, so,
3: I, it sounds like it sounds like I I can't decide if you're joking or not. It sounds oh, like I'm a nightmare. I serious.
0: want. I need to see it.
2: Unless, maybe like maybe we need to, to book report
1: crossed.
2: that. <laughs> but. Uh, as far as the, like him as Donnie Darko yeah I think he was amazing I loved that they included Maggie because I think that the sister and brother dynamic was obviously perfect
0: yeah his sister is played by Maggie Gyllenhaal his actual sister so.
2: how hilarious would it have been if instead it was like John and Joan Cusack I could, That could well that would have been do you want to know what movie. the
0: alternate casting was For Donnie Darko, sure. What would have completely ruined the movie? Yeah, they were trying to get Mark Wahlberg to do it, (sighs) but he was only interested if he could play it with a lisp. So, movie ruined. I'm glad they didn't do that. Hmm. Jesus Christ!
3: That is very weird.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, moving on. When I when I watched this in high school, I had a huge crush on Jenna Malone. This time, seeing it being an older wiser and total English nerd however I could have easily fallen in love with Drew Barrymore
3: <laughs> I, I was gonna say, say oh wow dude I had such teacher crush vibes on Drew Barrymore yeah like, oh my God, right? for, for sure. real
0: we're gonna do it out here folks so just uh just bear with us
3: <laughs> well I had a teacher in like I think like seventh grade science who looked a lot like her like the long red hair just like that had the wear that same kind of like hippie style clothing i don't know so it just it was kind of close like a few years separated between that so i just i don't know i just I, like i had such a huge crush on her in that movie see i'm and less she was like an english
2: nerd i'm less like duding out and trying to figure out if there was supposed to be some type of implied
0: you think Hanky Panky was going on with Donnie and... I didn't Donnie know if Donnie Bella was Drew?
2: supposed to think that she was, like, sexy or something, which is totally normal for a high school student to feel that way, right? Like, I just didn't know if the film was trying to portray that because there was a moment where he, like, locked eyes with her or he was just, like, staring at her for a little bit. But then they had, like, a really nice and friendly and amicable conversation,
3: you know, when well, she I think that leaves. speaks to what we're talking about, really. I mean, if you think about it, like it's very organic like that's yeah. kind of what a high school student would do is like they they don't really they're not attracted to their teacher in that way but like at the same time they're oh. like all young kids and they're kind of like eyes are searching around so like i don't know i think that actually sp- speaks to how realistic it feels yeah you're like there's
0: this beautiful intelligent woman like blowing my mind here so you know like with with her teaching ability
2: i think he was like yeah i mean he wasn't like necessarily I don't know. I just I just thought it was interesting.
3: Yeah. I mean, their di- the dynamic of the way the characters interact in this movie is one of my favorite elements. I think it's just like they all speak to each other very genuinely and like in soft tone, hushed voices. Everything in this movie is quiet when it needs to be and loud when it needs to be. Like they all kind of talk very quietly and they it's always, it always feels like what they're talking about is wrong. And that speaks to another point where I I wanted to make where these tones of politics and religion are so beautifully painted in this movie without being heavy handed or overbearing. I, I I, I thought that was like a really great weaving into this layers that you're talking about.
0: Yeah, it does date it a little bit, but I mean the movie—it was like an eighties movie that made was made in two thousands anyway, so that doesn't matter. Talking about Dukakis and stuff like
3: that. Yeah, yeah, Bush Senior. Bush like, I senior. love that scene where the dad's sitting down and he's just like, "Get him, George!" Yeah. Like, I know that, oh, that scene always makes me laugh every yeah. time. Just he's like this, like kind of like traditional Republican, kind of like what Republicans think they still are now. He's like, I'm just gonna sit here after my family goes to sleep. And and I'm not even like, he's not even southern. I'm just doing a southern accent. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Have a whiskey
0: just, and watch TV. You can get it, him George Bush. Yeah, you can get him George pass Bush. Pass out like in the chair. I, uh, the yeah, outside like, in the it's chair. Just They're all watching football drink with like, his buddy's dad. It's like it's what just very all American. What need like, to do is American. go for safety. The it friend. Is. He's like he's like just trying to impress the older guys. It has. Yeah. I like <laughs> I like those buddies
3: such classic high school douches oh his friends yeah, his, oh was, my god his best friend not just the bullies. i love the scene the, the scene oh it's good shit he's uh, like it's it's fucking cigarette, cigarette dude, dude <laughs> I, so makes I have out. that
2: written down jeff like that was the one line that i stuck out to me oh
3: best. he makes you crack up <laughs> so high school
0: there's two the oh. other one is when they arrive to the party and they're like we brought some beers they have like two cores he's like we have a keg and he's like keg beer is for pussies man yeah like you suck <laughs> i know i didn't like understand that line. so cool i didn't understand that because
2: oh, i was like wait what are you talking about kegs are like when you
3: know the party is like raging <laughs> I, or like when they're having the smurf conversation uh, uh, like, yes yeah. that's the third one why, why do you why are you gonna get all smart on us like that's one of my favorite lines he gets all like angry.
0: that whole smurf gang-bang conversation. there's very Tarantino. It's very well done. Yeah, it's, it.
3: it's very out of nowhere.
0: It's really funny. It's but, still like, funny.
3: Perfectly, perfectly executed as well. It's
0: just so illogical.
3: <laughs> it's so illogical. It's I so know illogical. the accent. <laughs> <laughs> it's played so um,
0: well. Yeah. Yeah, you have the wrong, young Seth Rogen. We talked about him. We've yep, got so- uh, Patrick Swayze, Yes. Oh, you want to so, go? Yeah, you want to talk about peace. Seth? No, I, I,
2: okay. I, uh, I was glad that you talked, that you brought up Patrick Swayze because I was gonna ask if we could talk about him.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's he's your favorite character, right? The scummy evangelical bullshitter with a secret kitty porn dungeon. I
2: mean, he honestly might be one of the, my favorite characters in the film, and I totally forgot he was in it. So that was like a really nice surprise.
0: Would have been nice if he just. Had some face punching there, some road, some like roundhouse kicks as well. Like roadhouse, a little shit. roadhouse reference. Yeah,
3: <laughs> he definitely was still in like roadhouse shape. That's for uh, sure. Probably I mean, did he like, was like morning yoga by the by he lake. He's ready to go.
0: <laughs> oh, that was a man who did morning yoga for sure. Yeah, hundred percent.
3: R.I.P. Yeah, it, he's like, he's one of those characters that he's great, but I mean, you just have to hate him because he's just such a garbage human. And it's that that smugness at like the rally is so—it's ah, so—it was so perfectly done. It's so touching. You like you grit your teeth during that scene each time because every response he has to everyone's question, even Donnie's, is so smug and yeah. repugnant. <laughs> yeah. You just so want really to beat him <laughs> to
0: death with his own shoes, <laughs> like die.
3: That's and not, you know he's he's like... he has something wrong. Like you know that like this a person this. I don't know like outwardly holy or outwardly like perfect has is really just compensating for something really dark and you know and like it's great because donnie clocks that right away and you kind of are able to say the things to him that you want to say i don't know if you guys got that feeling too like sometimes when donnie would have his speeches you would be like it felt like you he said everything you wanted to say to that person
0: Yeah, he exists as a foil for Donnie. But also, he's emblematic of, like, how I was saying earlier, all these characters, most of them are archetypes. But it's so well handled that they feel real. And you, like, have genuine sympathy or genuine antipathy towards them. The other character that I immensely dislike, Richard Kelly did a great job, and the actress is, um, what's her name? The mom, who's also a teacher, was like the oh, gym teacher? It's either teacher, love yeah, I or her name. fear.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, love she's or like fear?
2: The, She plays that she's role got that a cult lot. Vibe. The, like. Sometimes uptight. I
0: doubt your commitment to sparkle motion.
3: Well, it's just this person that like has bought in. It. It's different levels of this like, American ideal. Like Donnie's family, I think, is trying to represent like the best balance you can have. You have the kid going to college the dad who kind of gets it, but still kind of doesn't, you know, you, it's like, this is the best you can get, but then you have Gretchen, whose dad like, is like trying to murder her mom, and you have all these other characters, who've kind of bought in, or haven't bought into this American dream, in different ways, and for her, she's just full in, it's like, it's just about the kids, and the religion, and and the mindset, and the outlook, and like how you look to everybody around you, and it's, It's so strange, and it's like, on the other hand, you have the antithesis of, like, kind of these two older women characters with her and then you with Grandma Death, who's like...
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say Donnie's mom.
3: No, I was thinking more, because Donnie, her and Donnie's mom, like, Donnie's mom is trying, I think. She's just been wore down by, like, she's like like a stone on the ocean, you know? She's, like, just been washed over by this... Cause you can see she wants to say the things that Donnie is saying. She wants, to, and she does at the end where she kind of tells her to fuck off.
0: Yeah. She's, she's one of the so, most relatable characters in the film. Now that truly, I'm an adult. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
3: She's a great character, but her, and I would more relate the gym teacher to the antithesis of grandma death. Who's like someone totally removed from everything. Just separate until she's almost just like a dog in the road. That's pretty much how people treat her. So I have a question about this then. Like, does the plot
2: of the story the fact that a none of this may have never happened or b none of these characters personalities could actually be could possibly or potentially not actually be real does that affect the characterization at all for you guys
0: no um primarily because the movie exists as this tangential universe and that's totally fine because it's a movie. And also in terms of like movie logic, in terms of if you're looking at it as like a closed circle, the echo scene at the very end, the last scene where people wake up and they have the echo mm-hmm. of what happened etched into their souls almost and you have the you have the the song, the strange world song. What's it called? Mad Sad world. world, Mad World. Mad World. <laughs> That's what it is. Um I think that carries it over. And you have that touching little scene with Jenna Malone where she's on the bike and she sees the jet engine falling into the, the, the house. And she gives a little wave to Donnie's mom. And the kid asks, did you know him? And you're like on the edge of your seat. You're like, does she know him? She says no, but there's something there. There's mm-hmm. something there. And other characters wake up and they cry. So it even though they're not them exactly, when it snaps back into like the, the, the true world, They have that echo. Mm
3: -hmm. Well, I mean, I like the way you put it, like the movie logic, because the movie tries to, well, it doesn't try, it does. It plays with these ideas of alternative universes, split timelines, all these kind of like what at the time, even in the early 2000s when this movie was made, were kind of like high sci-fi ideas, but still being like loosely talked about. I mean, Micho Kaku was still like in his early career or mid career at that point. Cause he's like a thousand of like <laughs> talking old. about uh, alternate universes and bubble universes. So this movie kind of touches on these early ideas in a really fun way. Like I, I, I believe that the events of the movie did happen. Like that's really my read is like an event happens, which splits the timeline these events happen in a divergent timeline, and sometimes the timelines come close to each other and then they back away. And I think that's when the times where Donnie is experiencing the bigger hallucinations is when the timelines are becoming more divergent. And it's like kind of we're trying to, Frank is almost like self correcting. He's like self-correcting the timeline and it's interesting. He has to like come back and remind Donnie of what he must do.
0: Yeah. Donnie needs to die in order for the entire universe not to implode. Basically like these two, these two timelines can't exist at the same time. That's what's clearly laid out in the director's cut, which if you're going to watch this movie, watch that one. Yeah. Definitely. Um. Yeah. So he, I mean, because uh, it says that they can't exist at the same time. So he had to die. Poor, poor boy
3: poor boy and he accepts it with like a smile and that's always like a great little representation of like his like a a hero's journey come to fruition and he's actually
2: a hero right he's a hero oh for sure
3: he's like almost like the best kind of hero where he doesn't the martyr stumbles through it you know he's just like i kind of understand what's going on i'm gonna try my best you know, he's not like sitting hands on his hips like, I'm going to save the universe. It's like, oh, I'll try my best. It's like his, I, his, his whole like flow, this whole movie.
0: Maybe it's all tracksuit guy. Maybe it's just tracksuit guy.
3: It's just tracksuit guy?
0: Yeah, maybe it's him. It's Donnie Darko is just a, a red herring for a tracksuit guy. <laughs> I had this guy in my notes because I was like, what the hell? And then he showed up again. There's the <laughs> scene with them in the forest. So are just trying to kiss, and she's like, and there's this weird guy staring at us. But then he shows up on the opposite side of the street when they're having the party, and I was like, okay, what's going on? What's going on with the tracksuit guy? And I was going to ask you guys, but then in my research, I found this. According to the commentary by Richard Kelly, the man in the red jogging suit is an agent from the FAA, which was so confused by the jet engine event that they sent agents to monitor the family members.
3: Jesus. That makes sense.
0: So. There's no indication in that of that in the film, but there's your yeah. directorial explanation. Well,
3: that's just shit that gets left on the uh the floor, yeah. you know. Cutting it. That's just floor. how it works. It's uh it I mean, it makes a little sense because of the way the FAA reacted in the beginning of the movie. They're like, it's very like hush hush and they like bring the parents yeah. aside and you can tell like There's, like, they sign contracts where they can't talk about things. So, like, are they getting a settlement? You never really know what's quite happening with the actual event itself. It reminded me of, like, E.T.
2: for a second. You know, they, like, bring out, like, this huge crime scene investigation shit. And, like, I don't know. There's, like, big white tents or something. But I feel like it actually said something about that in one of those little cards. Those typed out things where it was, like, governments will be quick to, like, I don't know do something about it.
0: It's signposts it's signposts like what's going on in the film. Yeah. It's like a, a metal object will be the indicator of this split in reality and all that stuff.
3: Mm-hmm. It's funny because when I was younger I it was harder to get access to like directors cuts. they just like weren't available unless you like you know sailed the seas. And so <laughs> I only ever watched the original and when I would look into the movie, I would have to like read those little title cards like on websites and stuff like that because I was never able to see it until much later. Oh, damn.
0: Oh, I didn't even know the director's cut That's had come out that early. I don't know
3: if it even did. I don't know. I just want to be was, a false like, memory. Yeah. When, <laughs> I, well, I just remember researching about this movie a lot when I was younger and like finding those little clues like about like the metal object as the catalyst. So hmm. maybe it was like out in the in the world before it got kind of coalesced into the director's cut through interviews, I don't know maybe it's yeah. from a different universe
1: could have
0: been maybe man it was from a different universe maybe maybe it all it all spiderwebbed out at some maybe point you're and from a you.
2: different universe, Jeff How maybe it's you, know? Jeff,
0: you need to sacrifice yourself to save the true universe I,
2: I don't know enough about you. Honestly to know if you're the real Jeff or not, so I don't
3: know you're right. I just need to vote for Dukakis. I would have thought that <laughs> it would have been <laughs> Alex.
0: We've 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 already established that Alex is the main character. So.
3: <laughs> yeah, so I
2: guess the the engine's coming through my bedroom, huh? Yeah, look out, oh, yeah, keep, a look sure. out keep a lookout
0: keep a lookout for um guys in bunny suits. <laughs> keep a lookout for Jenna Malone. She's gonna oh, come try to seduce you. That reminds play me. With you.
2: Can I say I actually have a friend whose wife and she's my friend too i went to high school with her she looks a lot like her um cool yeah What up stephanie <laughs> that's a great story um, <laughs> i thought you I thought you were going somewhere with that no, she just looks like her that's, oh, that's it great. um i mean okay. how
3: great is that costume though like i was gonna how say perfect the, the bunny is, is like fucking iconic the bunny costume
2: frank. and
0: frank uh,
2: also, I just want to say where did Donnie all of a sudden become like a master level pumpkin carver? Okay. His name's Frank. He's like dude they're I, in the they're in the kitchen know. and they're like carving. You don't know
3: what skills Donnie's got. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm I... Well, he's supposed to be artistic, I think, is like is the he? idea. Because when he turns it, the I pumpkin mean, around no, it's so a, good. It's like it's like it's like in like he's supposed to be artistic and kind of like a, a people don't understand what depression is. Are you is, saying autistic like or 2000s. artistic? Artistic with an okay. R, Sorry. not with a U. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he's supposed Hashtag to be Hashtag cancel Alex Hebert.
2: That was a genuine question. <laughs> no,
3: it's it, right. I mean, it's hard. to it, it would be hard to suss that out. I
0: Because I mean, it made sense he's, either he's way. He's a little bit on the spectrum, I think. Yeah, <laughs> for sure.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think he's just been like, I think, this. the one thing that I think is negative about this movie is it's, mm. um, attitude towards medication at this time medication is very much its own little mini villain in this Mm -hmm, movie uh what's a placebo yeah it's more just like the idea of like I gotta take my pills and that'll make me you know neutered to this like super cool broody experience I'm having and I think a lot of like depressed kids are like yeah I don't need my medicine I'll see Frank and fuck the school up mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. like uh, I mean you're no, saying dude, it could take your, take your pills could
0: be a giving the wrong message a little bit exactly I, could see that. I think
3: a little bit I just I think it just at not really giving the wrong message I think that's even too strong I think it just was a part of an already large narrative at this time was that like medications neuter the artistic and like more like deeper thinking side of you and like they're they're the enemy because they're gonna make you someone you're not so you take the damn pills mom yeah and it's like it's like not let's not add to this idea because we're now just in like it's it's taken till 2022 till people to be like no please like take your medications it's a good thing people's
2: lives have been helped with
3: you know good administered farm psychopharmological drugs yeah take your time get your dosage but it's like it's just, it's just a little, b- that was like my one critique of the movie uh, I could possibly think hey, of. Hey, we'll
2: get sponsored by anyone,
3: if anyone's listening in Big Pharma. We just lost our Big Pharma sponsor. No, no, no.
2: We gained them. We gained them. We just, we're like, <laughs> hey, take yeah, your Yeah, we bets. just gained <laughs> them.
0: But yeah, if you're part of our vast uh, tween audience, then, you know, if, uh, do- don't listen to Donnie. Take your pills. Well, do- take, not your, don't take listen your little pills.
2: To it. it has good messages, but like, it's a movie. And it's a sci-fi I mean, Donnie,
0: movie. the character, in that exact circumstance. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought you meant, like, listen Definitely to Donnie Definitely follow Darko. the bunny. <laughs> Definitely follow the bunny to the gun. <laughs> Definitely chase
3: the white rabbit. Oh, God. Um, it's
0: To round in. out the characters real quick, I have a secret favorite character, and I'm uh, wondering if you can guess who it is.
3: Okay. Uh, is it... F- All right, can I get one hint? What? Oh, okay. Um, is it a serious character, or is it a funny character?
0: It's No, it's a... It's a very touching character.
2: Touching character.
3: Grandma. Yeah,
0: it is I'm not Grandma. See. I do like her, though. Grandma Death is an interesting specter that haunts this film. Yeah. It's badass. But that is not the one I have written here. It's
3: badass. I'm going to say the male teacher.
0: We've not talked about him either, but he's great as well. I love the conversations that he has with Donnie. And I love that neither of you guys got this because it does make it really a secret Is it the Chinese character. girl? It is. Yeah. Shut (laughs) up. It's Sharita Chen. Sharita. She's she's so sad. I know. There are these heartbreaking, subtle moments where she appears. Nobody's ever nice to her except Donnie. Bless his heart. Yeah. And she reminded me of all these like ancillary figures in high school who are always alone. She felt very real to me. Yeah. Her presence. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, tender.
3: You knew a hundred Sharitas in high school, like a hundred girls who like just either through what was for her like just race issue or just being like the only Asian person in a million billion miles in white and white mill America. Being overweight. But I think it's also or just like being like you know you have like the cat girls when I was in high school mm-hmm. who were super into anime mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff like there was just different She wasn't even like that though
2: the cat girl thing was like even at least they had like their niche and it was like a community. No, Jeff is extrapolating here. It was like a community with her. She was like a true, bona fide out and out like loner.
3: Yeah, she well no because it seemed like she was kind of friends. She rode the same bus.
0: He was nice to her. They you like, like stood at perform, the bus
2: stop. Yeah,
0: he. You see her. There. These are my favorite moments with her. You see her perform alone as an angel in the talent show. Mm-hmm. And then she goes outside and just sits alone. There's something to that that was really touching. You see her once again alone when Drew Barrymore gets fired, walks outside and screams expletives at the sky. <laughs> he's alone there. Um, and when Donnie walks up and he says he takes her by the head and he's like, I promise that someday things are going to be better for you.
2: Yeah. I don't know. She starts wearing earmuffs to- throughout the movie too,
3: just so she can like tune out the world, I think. Oh, that's interesting. That's a good read. I never even, like, picked up on that.
0: No, it's that she's maybe cold or something. (laughs) I didn't didn't think think about it.
3: But you are right. Yeah, she did like But then did anyone, uh, like, when she had her little speech, when she was doing the fear and love thing, did anyone a little surprised by her, like, articulation?
0: That she spoke English? (laughs) Well, no,
3: it's just because the way she says shut up, she's like, shut up. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, okay. So she's like, you know, just doesn't, like, can't communicate well. She has an accent. And then when she speaks in the fear and love thing, it's like, no, she has no accent yes. at all. And uh, I was like, yes. huh, that's a little odd, that the choice that they made. Like, why does she say shut up that way? Indeed.
0: The answer to your question is yes. That was odd. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> for answering yeah. my question, yeah, yeah. Jesse. Yeah. You're welcome. I didn't you pick up are, on You that. are, you that are vindicated. Sense. You are validated and vindicated, Jefferson. Uh, there's
3: a bunch of like little... I mean, Drew Barrymore kind of, like, deserves to be fired. I mean, no way. Sit, sit, sit next to which boy is the cutest is some kind of wild shit for a teacher to do. Wait, is that what she was getting in the fired? beginning when Gretchen no. first joins the She's class? She's getting fired
0: because like she wants to teach books that are real books.
3: Oh yeah, no, she shouldn't have got fired for that reason, obviously. But I mean, as far as like being a professional teacher, she tarries, like she toes that line a little bit. Damn, you know. Made for I, a
0: good movie scene though.
3: It did. It was funny and it like set up like their dynamic as like these kind of you know random characters that are just brought together. It makes sense narratively. It's just as far as if you take a step back you're like, wow, that's some wild unprofessional shit for a teacher to I do. I had <laughs> teachers say that sometimes. though. I mean, of and... course, we all did. It's just when you but think I didn't about think it about as an it adult then, exactly, now, you're yeah. like, "Huh. I don't know if I'd appreciate that in my kids' class. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just alone in this."
0: Uh, it's fine. That's fine.
3: Jesse has that old '50s mentality. He's just like, let them fuck.
0: Yeah, fucking you, <laughs> give him hell, George. Is that a '50s mentality? I feel <laughs>
2: like '50s <laughs> mentality is take them <laughs> on the twenty <laughs> well, days. way more buttoned down. <laughs> it's like the opposite. And then they can maybe fuck with the lights off, c- covers with the lights well, on. lights of the Lord on.
0: The real, Only to the make real questions. <laughs> the real question here is: What is the most important invention? in human history well,
3: it's plumbing penicillin no
0: penicillin
2: it's plumbing i don't i hate no, how he yeah. says that that it's antibiotics. i don't think it, you know, you guys are both wrong I think it's plumbing no he says antibiotics yeah, this sub-life. is
0: not
3: he says antibiotics
0: mm. he says antiseptic
2: oh you're right he oh does. he says you're right Antis- does say you mean soap
0: so yeah. so this is my lead into talking about scenes that we love
3: all right yeah you guys have that. some
0: favorite scenes
3: um, I mean, I think we can all, I think we can just check one off the, all of our boxes, which is the auditorium scene where he tells, kind of has his big speech. I think, I think you're the the, uh,
0: the fucking antichrist. Yeah. Yep, fucking antichrist. Like,
3: that's one of the best lines in the movie. So I think we can just check that <laughs> yeah, off so we don't have to talk one. about it. I like the cigarette line oh.
2: a lot for some reason. And when he...
3: Yeah, for me, it's little
2: scenes. He rolls like out when they're, with the bus.
3: It, yeah, it's just a little scene. Like when they're sitting in the junk area, shooting bottles And like drinking shitty liquor out of like bottles that they probably like asked someone to buy for them. Yeah, it's (laughs) very. That was very reminiscent of like me as and being that age, just like sitting in some shitty place where no adults are gonna go. Drinking booze, drinking booze, and fucking shit up, and just being destructive, having stupid conversations about the Smurfs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) super seriously.
2: We had a place we Uh, called the Forest, right next to our. They had an amazing,
0: no continue
2: Well, no, I'm just saying we had like
3: a place just like that where did you uh, yeah, did like you
0: like hide your pornos out there? You hide your playboys out there
2: and stuff. Beer,
3: bongs, cigarettes. beer pipes, bongs. Yeah, we had the same. We had a a sewer. Nice. We actually were like Ninja Turtles. We had like you, you know those giant yes, you know drain yes. pipes that you can like walk yeah. in. Uh, we would. There was one that was like not built. It was just an L. Oh, so you could go in one side and then it was just a drain on the other, which is meant for like water overflow. Yeah. And so we had like pallets set up in there and that was like our little hangout. It was like pitch black and smelled like shit. Mm-hmm. We were just like sewer rats. So we just hung in there and drank beer.
0: Oh man. We just went to the park. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, nah, because like you get chased out of the park. Yeah, There's like it, families people, like, there like, for yeah. you. The shit we were doing. No. Nah, well, like,
0: uh, like in Sebastopol where we grew up, there's like a park that's like a big L park that goes off into nature. So you can just go all the way back in. Yeah. That's cool. Basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I love this scene. There's this scene that's very 80s to me. It's like the most 80s scene near the end. And Donnie declares a call to action. The time is almost up. So he, Gretchen, and his fucking douche nozzle friends hop on bicycles. And it's so wonderfully oh, yeah. 80s nostalgia. Yeah. It felt so sincere. Very cute. Innocent. Kids on bikes. Yep. Magical. Everyone loves kids on With bikes. Their yeah, very night. E.T. Yep, even E-T, though they're like
3: Stranger Things, even was even popular. It was kids on bikes. Guinness, yeah. It has this it. nice,
0: nice juxtaposition with the tonal darkness that the movie was like stewing in by this point.
3: It was yeah, it was very much like a classic. It kind of brought, it grounded the movie back to almost that family, the drama house are Talking about the it.
2: house party was like the perfect way to culminate that. You know,
0: yeah, it's like this is a Dude, high
2: school kids drama.
0: Speaking of that, the song that plays in there. Is a uh, Killing Moon? Or by Echo. And the it's Bunny Killing Man. Moon by Echo and the Bunnymen. Yeah, is it just me or did Richard Kelly have to know what he was doing with that one? I mean, come on, Echo and the Bunnymen.
2: That makes sense. Could have been a coincidence. But it is a very popular very... band from
3: that era. And it's yeah, true. but also the the music is very like deliberate in this movie. I feel and it where whether it's just like backing tracks or just. I don't know, the movie's all the quiet at times and then has, like, really great grand scenes with, like, great 80s songs. So, I don't know, I think Richard Kelly is definitely a music fan and would choose the songs intentionally. I will
2: say, there's no scene that catches me in this film because of its prettiness or, like, its cinematography or visual aspect necessarily. But it doesn't need to. I don't think it's a drawback. I just... It isn't, like... The film's success doesn't rely on its cinematography necessarily or its, like, prettiness, if that makes sense. It has a nice, like, palette, a color palette that it deals in. But other than that, it doesn't get too, like, visually striking to me, if that makes I sense. I would say
0: that the the inaugural really long tracking shot through the school is fantastic. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that part, Definitely. And I Cut believe slow motion.
0: there's another one towards the end at the party. Is that true? I don't know. I conflating. don't remember. Um, but my point is there are a few moments where I was marveling at the filmmaking when he was doing his Paul Thomas Anderson shots. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: <laughs>
2: That's a good way to put it. The scene yeah. he's in the
3: mirror, like stabbing the mirror with the knife. I think that they played with like the lighting and like that sharp piercing singular light. Against like the really dark background, I think they play with light a, a lot in this because, I mean, dark is in the title. Like this movie, I, I watched it on my TV in like 4K HD, re- you know, the best quality I could. Yeah, and it was so dark <laughs> in certain scenes; it was barely, I could barely like bring out the characters because it was just so fucking dark. I almost wanted to go back to the older version.
0: Uh. Ah. I didn't know they little... changed the color palette. Yeah, it was, it's just
3: so it's so fucking dark.
0: Oh. Ah. Well. Speaking of dark, I also love the movie theater. I love that they're watching Evil Dead for numerous reasons.
3: Everyone I yeah, of course. Like, I, I mean, mean I love that, Evil I love... Dead,
0: of course. Uh it helps you it helps set you in that late eighties time frame of the film's world. And I had this in my notes like when I was thinking about what it like whether it was like, what the intent was, right? Because I'm thinking, okay, it's also about a, a movie about opening a portal to an evil dimension, so maybe there's something there. But through my research, I learned that he wanted to have something else there. But then Sam Raimi was just like, you can use Evil Dead for free. I don't care. Your movie's cool. So we just used that. So all of my thinking about what it meant didn't mean much, but you can still bring your interpretation. That's totally fine. Yeah,
3: I mean, that's just the artist's Yeah. Like- take on it um,
0: but what's more on the nose however is that the other movie playing is the last temptation of Christ <laughs> Martin Scorsese's abstract rendition of the Jesus who sacrificed sacrifice <laughs> so
3: you should have just left it at that just, <laughs> his abstract interpretation of the Jesus
0: <laughs> yeah he sacrificed himself to save humanity so you know pretty obvious signposting there but I'll let it slide it's a nice minor <laughs> I mean, detail yeah. Right, nice minor detail.
3: I mean, yeah, it's it. I don't know. I it's one of those movies that just does it, it gets in, does the job, and gets out. And I think that's always a movie that I choose. Do you it's think that's true? That,
0: like, it's over two hours. It's yeah, a yeah lot but of meandering,
3: doesn't feel like two hours. It doesn't stretch its concepts. It doesn't take too much time with certain scenes. It's just that's what I mean. Is a movie doesn't need to be short to tell you the story in an efficient way.
0: I don't know this movie. I don't know if I point. agree. I think, I think it's perfect, and I love every scene, but I also I love how it meanders around, how it hangs out in high school for a while. Like You didn't need to have all that stuff to tell your time travel plot line, but if you're looking at it like holistically, about the sort of three layers, to go back to the beginning here, that Richard Kelly wanted to tell, obviously, and interweave, then I guess you did have to have all of that, and it's all well, yeah. perfectly balanced.
3: It's yeah. It's part of the. It's following a character, Donnie, and he. So you have to go through each facet of his life in different amounts. Slice a life, baby. Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah, I- you just have to annoy Jeff. If you think of a way, you gotta gotta throw it out there.
3: Just use any of that like magazine vernacular.
0: Yeah. It's a Just love letter you, to the eighties. It makes 80s. you
3: feel like uh, it's a love letter to depression. It makes you feel like you're depressed and psychotic. And, it's uh, a love
0: letter to NXS and Duran Duran <laughs> and Oingo Boingo. My favorite Suicide Boy Ian Curtis from Joy Division.
3: <laughs> oh boy, yeah. This is a movie that I um, enjoy a lot. I think it also, in Alex's kind of like read of it when he was younger, I think it did get a lot of shit. I guess because it definitely has like a more of a cult following I think than it can I don't think it's considered like a conventionally successful movie
0: uh it almost came out on video actually Drew Barrymore had a big like her production company snapped it up and that's the reason it even got a theatrical release at all it was just going to go straight to like a channel or something oh, um, but the, I mean the critical if you look at like the critical like aggregate it's huge the movie is really well received Um, Well, the
3: movie was out for a long time before, like, there was that type of distillation of reviews.
0: uh, Uh, maybe. But, I mean, a lot of it, if you look at it, it's pulling reviews from the time. So, people at the time liked it. I mean, there's a reason we all knew about it. The reason, like, it had this impact. It's not like... It's not like this was making the rounds in all the high schools of America without any critics talking about it.
2: No, yeah. Something about this film, like it was either older siblings that showed it to the younger siblings, which were my friends or something like that. It was like a passed down thing. And it was definitely a word of mouth movie. Like I would meet someone for the first time and they'd be like, oh, have you seen Donnie Darko?
3: And like, see, that's. That's wild. I I saw it on TV. Yeah, that's crazy to me
2: because it was definitely passed over to me in that like cultural tradition way. And yeah, I, I just don't think I, I don't think it caught my attention enough for me to pay attention really to what was going on. Um, I thought it was just kind of like angsty and I did not have my ha- hair dyed black
3: to make. Well, you guys were like context. 11
0: still. Yeah, I was playing. I baseball. was just on that borderline of puberty. So it's just I think the I saw right this moment. movie when
3: I was like 13 for the first time because I saw it on TV. So it had to have been out for a while. I was voting for Dukakis. TV. <laughs> Yeah. You know? Dukakis. I'm just kidding. Because so I was like, theory. it's one of those movies that like TNT would play like late at night. They would play like the more like darker movies. And I would be like, okay, this is cool. This movie's on like 11. Dark City. I saw like half of it. And I was like, what the fuck is this movie?
0: Yeah, I was trying to think what else falls into this category for me. Um, and that's—I think—that's pretty like generally accepted movies of this. I don't know this tone, I guess, and around this time as well, like um, the Tim Burton Johnny Depp stuff and uh, the Crow, which we'll do next week.
2: I would put maybe not style, not not filmmaking genre, but as far as like narrative similarities, I would put Jacob's Ladder in there.
0: Hmm. Yeah, the sort of echoes of reality and questioning what's going on. Psychosis in sense.
2: because of some type of traumatic event. You don't know. You like live out this alternative storyline, and then in the end, you're dead. You know, like I don't know.
0: Yeah, Jacob Ladder gets weirder. Yeah, that movie's interesting. There's some, there's some like pretty like intense scenes in that one.
3: Yeah, I think Donnie Darko is much more like cohesive not uh, cohesive is the wrong word i think it's much more like digestible to a wider audience than jacob's ladder oh yeah you know i think this is definitely a movie that like you you can get you can find some meaning in like jessica was saying earlier when you're young regardless of how much of it you understand <laughs> right there's something there to take for everyone it's like even if you're just like oh the the bunny guy's spooky like there's something there yeah. to, to to bite and chew there on there were some people yeah. who I
2: knew who were really into the film and it's funny because f- what you're saying all happened to me just now when I was 30 after you suggested to watch it again but I think that was good because I watched it briefly when I was very young and then I knew it was always there but I never watched it again until now and I, I liked it I really enjoyed it this time around
0: yeah, I, uh, this movie feels like such a part of me. It feels like if you were gonna, like, look at my soul through a microscope and, like, dissect it into different movies, this would be part of it. It's like, it feels like an integral part of my being. And, uh, I love that you brought it back to me, Jeff. I thank you, sir. You're welcome. I thank
3: you. Now, who felt bad for Frank? Like, the real guy? Oh, dude, he was just trying to party
2: with his bros and get some beer. like, and just like- be cool in his fucking when, trans when you first am, see him
3: <laughs> when you first see him at the party you like when I, I just remember being young going oh shit that that's the, oh no what's gonna happen like you knew the bunny at that guy point, it's like you knew at that point that like that's when like the plot's gonna that's almost like the point of no return at the movie is when you, you see frank for the first time not as shot in the eye frank you know what's
2: hilarious too is he's in a movie that we are going to do an episode on coming up as well, after the crow. Really? Yeah, he's in Gone in 60 Seconds.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> what the hell? Is yeah, he? he's the computer
2: so bitch that they all make fun. No, not the computer guy. He's the guy that they no, make no, fun no, of no. who he's can't a- do anything but order food.
3: Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. He's like the dopey guy in the he's garage. He's also Independence Day. I order I pizzas. I order, I order
2: really good pizzas. He's Randy Quaid's son Recently. in Independence Day. Oh, Yo, this actor, I don't, don't know his film. name, but he was trying to make a name for himself a little bit coming up. Like he was like, I'm the more native American looking Keanu Reeves actor, Kaipo Kai guy," And I just don't, I, I just don't remember what happened to him.
0: That's always interesting to see through the lens of time, right? These actors who are like you could have gone somewhere, you were trying and then they just fell off or maybe, yeah, I mean, you he's look a good looking guy. Like, they've done 30 years of television after. Yeah. speaking of which
3: james duvall
0: i was talking to my friend emmy yesterday and she was like i met my favorite actor yesterday so that was cool and i was like who was it was it ben affleck what are you talking about (laughs) um and no she has a picture of her with edward furlong who we were talking about just the other day so he's still alive
3: yeah that coke bloat is real
0: that coke bloat is fucking real
3: yeah Yeah, he's (laughs) i've
2: heard that he's gotten pretty big but is he up in your
3: guys' stomping ground
0: um, no, I don't, yeah. I don't know where she was. She must. Lots have of
3: celebrities have like little like houses and. Ah, house. oh, yeah. She, no she looks. Really
0: this picture makes it look like she was in like one of those conventions with the celebrity zoo in it.
3: You know, oh. probably oh, paid okay. to get an autograph. Probably paid yeah. him twenty bucks. I mean, that's probably how he's paying his rent nowadays. Yeah, anyway, for sure. So. Oh, for sure.
0: Yeah. I <laughs> um,
3: was once could ride a motorcycle.
0: Yeah, poor kid.
3: Yep, I it mean, takes that's Hollywood brother.
0: Takes yeah, it's we were, we were talking uh, some other episode how it's 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 cool Sucks when dry. when uh child actors actually grow up and aren't like like aren't just chewed up chewed up and spit out yeah you know some of them make it to the other side. Jodie Foster
2: is a good example of that because I'm pretty sure everyone was like oh she's gonna be so disturbed for playing a prostitute at this young of an age like she's just right. gonna be ruined and she was like you know what fuck all of you. I am going to go to Harvard and get my degree and I'm going to continue to act and I'm going to make this movie called Silence of the Lambs where I go toe-to-toe with one of the greatest actors of all time and I do all right, so fuck you.
0: What did you guys think of the sequels to that? Like Red Dragon Hannibal, Red Dragon.
2: Uh, oh, I Red Dragon was really interesting. I mean, interesting. I like Edward Norton in it and I think that Ralph Fiennes was an incredibly... Like yeah, he was a great villain. (laughs) Holy shit! Like
0: yeah, (laughs) Hannibal has some interesting stuff in there. I love Julianne Moore. She's one of my favorite actresses. Mm -hmm. So whenever she's when whenever she shows up, I'm happy.
3: I think they're Um, they each have like value. They're not all like I don't think there's a one I can say that's like total shit. I haven't seen the. uh, Have any of you seen the show? No, I don't watch anything show wise. (laughs) You guys know the television. Uh, and then Hannibal Rising, I don't remember. Oh no, I have really not well. seen the show.
2: It's
0: the Sorry, sequel Jeff. to Valhalla Rising, starring Hannibal Lecter. Well, Matt Mckelsey you know, is see that one of
3: them, right? <laughs> it's just him killing Christians.
0: It's yeah, it's the same movie, but it's it's uh, Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> He's like eating people.
3: <laughs> He's just eating Christians in early like Norse settlements. Yeah, <laughs> he goes to the New He's World. lets himself get battered by
2: some like New England indigenous tribe. <laughs>
0: Do you have any fava beans? A
3: like, doctor like, this is where to fava beans me. were invented, actually. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, goes back in time. <laughs> Only a thousand years until Chianti. Sorry. I'm merely giving you a
2: psychological profile of Buffalo Bill.
3: Chianti.
0: Mm. I mean, the best one is definitely Silence, though. That movie is a of classic. Of course. Yeah.
3: I mean, that's not, there's no, like, but it's I, think, just, it's I think it's silence, and then all the rest of the sequels. To me, it's
0: a it's a downward scale, just in terms of like I mean, the second one's directed by Ridley Scott, so you're generally going to get a well directed film with him.
3: Jolene is obsessed with Hannibal Lecter, and that like just that world. She named her cat Mishka, which is the name of Hannibal Lecter's sister. That's that a he, like deep hate. cut. Jesus yeah, like Christ. super Jeez. deep because she read the books too. <laughs> like, yeah, she had a cat named Mishka, and I was like, "Oh, that's cute." Like, why'd you give her a little Russian name? She was like, "No, it's actually like Hannibal Lecter's sister that like he ate." I was like, "Oh, okay," and I still married. Let's her. get married.
0: <laughs> you just got a cat, Alex. What'd you name it? Did you name it a cool film thing? Did you name it Matt Damon? I
2: didn't name it. My girlfriend named oh. it. Uh, What'd you name it? Ushu. No, oh, that's my rat's name. And it is from a movie, I guess. I don't know if she chose it from Mulan.
3: Mulan. That's Eddie
2: Murphy's, you know, dragon character. However, when it's just him and I, sometimes I still call him by his adopted name, Jeffrey, because I just thought it was a Fuck very you. cute name. <laughs> Fuck me. Fuck <laughs> you. I like
0: that. You should change it back.
2: So we have no. a little secret. The full secret. name <laughs> is we has, we has, we have a little Jeffrey pack, Casanova. Packed. That like when I see him sometimes I'll call him Jeffrey. But when she's around, I'll say Mooshu. That's
3: fine.
0: I support this wholeheartedly. <laughs> Real
3: quick, I'd like to get your guys' opinion on Richard Kelly's filmography. I was gonna bit. do this, yeah. <laughs> Let's do <laughs> well, it. What else does he do? Because I actually
0: In, indeed, <laughs> Alex. Indeed. <laughs> that that is a prescient question.
3: Um so he's got he's directed f- five movies. So,
0: uh, four, four movies basically. Um well, actually really three if you get down to it. Visceral Matter is like a student film that he basically disowns. It's like under an hour long too. Um it's had like nobody's ever seen that. So, you're basically talking Donnie Darko, Southland Tales and The Box. What's in the box? What? What's in the box? I, I have not seen either. I of haven't these. seen any.
3: I haven't either. So, but he wrote Domino.
0: He wrote Domino. Isn't,
2: don't you like that movie? So, Jeff?
3: and that's another one of my favorites. Jeff likes it. Keira so, yeah. Knightley. Yeah.
2: Damn, Jeff. You and I would have been going to the movie theater a lot if we were friends back in the Dude, day. Because, you, like, you're hitting all these been. movies that, like, I just went to the movie theaters with my friends to see. Like, I feel like, were you a big Pirates of the Caribbean fan when it was coming out?
3: Um, I like the first couple, yeah. Yeah, like the like, first, the first yeah, two. first. I lost the thread at like the fucking 18th one. Well, yeah, of like, course, like yeah, not all Yeah, like bullshit. the first three, I think. Yeah, the first really two or three. Into.
0: I've actually seen all those in theaters. It just happened.
2: I don't know why, right? Those movies are all just of like them. the theater man. Adam,
0: friend of the show, Adam Myers and I went off and saw the last one because we were like, eh, we just had nothing to do. We're like, let's go see Pirates. We know exactly what it will be. <laughs>
3: The first one is legitimately good. Yeah, like, first one's That great. is a that is a good movie. The first. Yeah. Like I it was loved great. the first. One. I, I even think like it would be fun to do an episode on it because it's just so genuinely fun.
0: Yeah, that would be like a yeah like our like doing the mummy kind of thing, you know. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just a, just a good fun movie. Um, but yeah, back to to Richard Kelly. I have not seen any of his movies except for Donnie Darko. I. I almost want to have us watch The Box for a Russian roulette I because think I think I've hear seen The Box. It's so freaking insane. It's apparently so insane.
3: I think I've seen this movie. Hmm.
0: It's like it goes in every direction. And is I it
2: could see maybe how the, make, the person who made Donnie Darko, I'm saying if you watch the film, the director's cut, I could see how the director could be a one-hit wonder. I could see how he just hit everything on the mark perfectly and just exp- expended all of his energy into this one really good film and then just wasn't able to do it. And I don't know why. I can't provide any evidence or anything for that feeling. It's just how I feel when I watch Donnie Darko.
0: Yeah, it does feel like one of those movies where one element out of balance could have ruined the whole thing. Like, like doing we doing a lot. About. Like with Mark Wahlberg cast or something. There you go. Oh, Movie ruins. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's it's this level of like, he's trying to do so much uh, with this idea and wrapping it into this narrative with the family and the high school, and it's and I, the I,
2: sci-fi and the universe and it all it all works really well. But yeah.
0: But I, I I agree with you, Alex. I think I don't know exactly why either, but it does feel like. It would be a hard thing to do again.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I, did anyone read any of these personal quotes from his IMDb? No. I actually went There's, through,
0: I read a few like interviews with him, but yeah, continue.
3: Yeah, this one is really interesting. Um, I end, I did a grand film that ended up hurting me more than it helped. My, my grad film, sorry. Oh no, he's talking about...
0: He's talking about visceral matter.
3: Visceral matter, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. I, I thought he was talking about Donnie Darko, and I was like,
0: wait, No, what? no, no, Grad, yeah, his, uh, his film school project. I thought it said
3: Grand. Uh, there's my stupid brain. <laughs> yeah, these there's very interesting uh, quotes here. He seems to be a little bit too personal with his work in a way that seems like uh, a detriment to his own mental state. Oh,
0: God. So Southland Tales, his next film, in 2006 is a two-and-a-half-hour comedy starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Sean William Scott.
3: Mm. Sarah Michelle Gellar. What the fuck? I think I've seen that. That's going to be a hard pass for me. Uh, I'm
0: good. I'm good I on that. I think I've
3: seen that. Wait, um, wait, 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 Let
0: me see. Sarah Michelle Gellar is in there.
3: Sarah Michelle Gellar. Wow. Uh, no, I haven't. I know. I saw an earlier movie with these two that this is probably why they got recast. Did anyone see? What was it called? <laughs> what? I have walk no idea. Walk hard. Walk the, the Dewey line? Cox story? No, that's Walk Hard. Was it Walk? Walking the line?
0: Tall. Walking
3: Tall. Walking Tall. tall. Walk that's the line what it was.
2: said Walking Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon.
3: Yeah, I don't I don't know, dude. It had the word walk in it.
0: But yeah, dude, Walking the uh, what I've read about the box, Hey, I Walk feel Hard like is a great movie. Walk like
3: Hard just sounds like an Asian like like cooking tournament. You can look forward to <laughs> the three of us sitting down
0: and watching The Box at some point, I think.
3: I've yeah, thought. I think the box the box looks interesting. Like uh, it's nice to see Cameron Diaz. Like yeah, I've never really seen many of her movies beyond Spider Man, so it'd be nice to see her in another strong role.
0: He also wrote. Oh no, he didn't write it. He just it's just a character credit. But there is a s- sequel to this film called S Darko from two thousand nine, uh, yeah. directed by some hack about Donnie Darko's little sister when she's like grown up. The um, one in
2: Sparkle,
3: yeah by some hack, and it has so like mean.
0: one of some of the worst ratings I've ever seen. I'm kind of curious, but at the same so time, mean. it looks like I wouldn't <laughs> even get through it. Oh God,
2: that might be a Russian rule. That oh one too. So
3: funny, dude. It's so mean. <laughs> just like I, you're, you're right. I'm looking through this guy's uh shit, and he's definitely some hack. Yeah. Oh, he does. He knows. He knows. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, man. <laughs> trying to sequel a movie like Donnie Darko is so just beyond stupid. I
0: wonder if he got Richard Kelly's blessing because it's like, just don't do that. I don't know.
3: Just don't do it. Weird. Don't do
0: it. Very weird. Well, yeah. my boys, my boyos. Much like the real weirdos. My lovely gentlemen. Yep. Thank you for joining us on this lovely episode. My co-host and it. the audience, we did it. We finally did it. We did it. We <laughs> recorded it. It's done. We will. It will have yet to see if jet engines will crash through all three of our houses as we uh, yeah, stop the recording. Mono. But hopefully, if that does happen, I hope somebody will edit this in our absence and yeah, uh, please send it out there because we will have sacrificed ourselves for the universe. Okay. <laughs> for exactly. the universe. I saw. It's the least, least you can do. He's so illogical. Subscribe so for the sake the universe. <laughs> okay. Subscribe for the sake of an illogical universe. My name's, my name's Donnie Darko. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> See you later.
2: See you later.
0: Now our podcast is done, and we have
2: to run. We know it is
0: sad, but we had so much fun. Don't be bereft, Jesse, Alex, and Jeff. We'll be back real soon, the real weirdos. We talk about
1: movies
0: for way too goddamn long.